0: Hey everybody, good morning.
1: 2020? (laughs) Can we unplug 2020 and restart? Can we go back to December 31st and tell 2020? Here is what we're not going to have. We're not going to have World War III. We're not going to have a war with Iran. We're not going to But at least they'll be on homeland. <laughs> they won't be on a cruise ship. They're going to be quarantined because if they're allowed to go into the general population,
0: they're gonna infect the rest of us. China did this, didn't they? So this is biological warfare. Right? China did this. I'm convinced. And it's present day. Did you all see yesterday by the way, Sunday, uh, a church in
1: Atlanta, a New Birth, New Birth Missionary Baptist Church, had to walk onto that kind of wedding, but they kind of just mass married people. Like, there were 12 people and it was kind of a Wakanda effect. I thought it was so cool. The church donated everything to married people because apparently weddings are expensive. I wouldn't know I've only been married once, but clearly. Anyway. <laughs> so weddings are expensive, or at least what we attach to the wedding. I still think if you really want to get married, you can go down to the courthouse and pay for the, you know, the license. And you're married and you're done. I don't know that you need to have eighty thousand dollars worth of expense that you're not gonna use for down payments on a house, but hey, what do I know? Right? I've only lived long enough to know if you need a house to minimize the arguments that you're gonna have. Right? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. People still marrying and spending thousands of dollars and then going back to live in a in, in an apartment or worse have no money towards a down payment for a house. Unbelievable. But you're spending $30,000, dollars $50,000 on getting married. Think about that. Think about that. So 2020, ah, need a restart. And then it was Valentine's Day. And, you know, you expect stuff to happen Valentine's Day that people are going to cry the next day. But a television, a
0: reality show host kill ourselves the day after Valentine's Day. And I'm like, what's with 2020? And people not being happy. <laughs> what's with 2020? You know what I mean? I'm like, can we just restart? I, I want to restart. I want to restart, right? I want to restart. It- it's-, it's going crazy. around here. Good morning. Good morning, handsome. Somebody's seeing them um, beautiful. Now I'm returning to the compliment. Oh
1: a new year. Did we did just not ask for that? W- wasn't that the
0: least tell me the truth? Wasn't that the least we could get after 2019? <laughs> was <a> year? <laughs> wasn't that too much to ask? <laughs> Don't you think? Was, was that too much to ask? Was it too much to ask for a good year after 2019? 2019 sucked major for all of us. And then here comes what like And then, Check this out. We should have known something was going on, because before COVID died, you know what happened? The Duchess of Sussex, the, Duke of the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, said, you know what? We don't want to be royals anymore. We're going to go live in North America. And just funny, there are still racial covenants in home deeds across the country, and they're so embedded in the language, most of us speak the truth and speak it ever. Have you ever really read your home deed? No? No, when you go to the closing, what do you do? You check
1: out, how much am I going to
0: Oh, <laughs> And okay. so, So that, I if- right thank you but do you- wanted her child to have the most advantageous educational experience, took her child and registered him in Thank you. Right? this is coming from a man who sold his farm property to the government right he didn't just sell it to the random people he sold
1: were some racial uh, implications around it. So I went and I said, what's going on in this neighborhood? I went and asked my my family. I'm like, what's going on in this neighborhood? I don't see a lot of black folks living there. What's the story? And turns out that that's how it was structured because that's how it had always been structured until, you know, the economy started crashing and people were moving out and then they had no choice but to sell the houses Because they had to keep their property values up and it didn't matter after a while. You're still going to some neighborhoods where they're like, keep the colors out. Uh, When they move in, they destroy. You still have those things that happen. And that is not to say that you don't have one or two color people who are problematic when they move into neighborhoods. That is not to say that that doesn't exist. But that is not the reason to deny because I could say the same thing. I lived in neighborhoods where some people moved in who were white and they were not the most desirable of neighbors. They were not desired of neighbors. Right? I lived to sleep with that. They partied. They had strange folks coming in, had to call the cops until they put the homeowners association placed pressure on them for them to leave. So these things happened, but that is not the reason why. That was just another part of the reasoning behind why they did what they did. And I say to you today that this is our come to coming of age moment. This is our come to Jesus moment when we realize that we can't continue to live the way we live. If you notice something that has been happening in the American society for the last ten or fifteen years, suddenly we are becoming more aware of the issues that had divided us for centuries. And the reason these things are coming out is for us to deal with it, right? Somebody said recently that we took a step backwards because we got frightened of the progress we were making. We were moving so fast, so we took a step backwards, and and now we are paying for that. You can't you can't go back because when you go back, all you do is make it worse because you are trying to run away from progress and the inevitability inevitability of progress is that we must move forward. This is a new age, and whether we like it or not, whether we like how America is going to look like whether it's going to be reflective of our own prejudices and biases, whether we like it or not, the society has to move forward. And one of the ways in which it has to move forward is this. I want to ask you guys this. Have you ever bought a house and observed any racial covenants in your home deeds? I know it exists. I suggest you go and look, and you're going to be blown away. Those are the kinds of things that we have to eliminate. Now we understand why the federal government created laws that uh, uh, provided against discrimination in housing. They have to because the government itself had written it in in the 1930s because of the people who were running the government at the time. Then they later on they realized that this was not good for the population if the government kept this stance, but what would it do for everyone who lived in the country? We can't do stuff like that. We we, we have changed. We've got to keep moving. We've gotta change the way that we do business with ourselves. There are still places in the country where this is observed, you you can't get in, you can't and some people are radical. You know, there's the the Millionaire's Club, you know, the one where you have to be valid to that more than $144 million, you know that one, right? So there is that one. Except that one, it's just about money. doesn't matter the color of your skin. It's just, You know why they place those? Because they wanted to show how racist we are and how ridiculous it is. Do you know that some of the richest people in the world are not white? Most of them. You know they're billionaires? From other parts of the world, America has more. But did you know that there are billionaires in Africa? There are billionaires in India. There are billionaires everywhere else. They buy property in America. Everybody who is rich in the world owns property in other countries because when you travel to other countries when you're rich, you don't always want to stay in a hotel. You want to own a house because you're invariably there for more than a week or two, so you want to have some control over where you inhabit, right? So rich people the world over own property in other spaces. We've got to start thinking really large. I was on a radio show on on, on, uh, Friday or Saturday night, I think it was, and we were talking about uh, age and love. And they were saying women over 70 don't date, and women over 70 look old. And I was like, where do you live? Well, I said, we live in the Midwest, where we're so regional. We're country almost. I think you go to other parts of the country, it's more cosmopolitan. People have different attitudes towards life. You're so regional and confined to how you think. You don't even realize that how country we sound. And they were, they were really stunned. So you've got to go to other parts of the world. You know, the playgrounds of the rich of the world, you see different people who look different. It doesn't matter. It's about the money. What gets you into those environments is not the color of your skin. It's the money. When will we wake up and realize that we have been doing it wrong for over 400 years? We have been using the color of skin to determine the entryway and barring hundreds of millions of people people and generation after generation, subjecting people to generational poverty because of something as fleeting as the color of the skin. And when you think about it, when you die, we all go down in a box in the grave to rot and it becomes, we are organic, our bodies decay. If you go into the hospital, underneath all of this is sinew and muscle and cells and bones. Look the same. You've heard them talk about a black skeleton a white skeleton a hispanic skeleton or an asian skeleton as human beings we all are skeletons just made up of flesh and blood and skin and yet we continue to perpetuate the images of bias and prejudice based on the appearance of something that changes i go in the sun i get melanated i stay out of the sun i look different and we still use that to determine people's access. Education and basic things, basic human rights like housing and education, we have lost our cotton picking minds. Completely gone off the rails. We're still using the skin color to determine how people own property. We have lost it. We're using skin color to determine how people get into college. We have lost it. We have totally. Lost it. I have a viewer here who is saying, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> We've got to stop this foolishness. We've got to stop. We have bigger issues in the world to solve. Recently, I was on uh, Twitter. I think it was yesterday. And somebody uh, uh, engaged me in a conversation on Twitter that I knew not, you know, that I didn't. I, never, I don't know of that. They're in a whole other part of the world. They're in Spain. They engaged me in a conversation and split into my games to talk about human trafficking on a global level. So I had to go do some research. I mean, I had seen some stuff on some Spanish films because I watch films from other parts of the world. I am not racist. I am not biased. I am not prejudiced. I'd like to see how people in other parts of the world deal with, like, beliefs. Are they facing the same issues that we are facing? I don't live in a bubble, unlike most of us who choose to live that the world around us is ivory. No, I live in a world that is colored by ivory, black, white, brown, red, green, every color. So recognizing that human trafficking is a global problem, I wanted to see how it plays out. I was, much to my surprise, I was watching a film, and there I saw human trafficking playing out right before me somebody from Spain engaged me in a conversation and asked me to make a comment on a film that they had done to gain attention. Because human trafficking is a problem. They didn't ask me about the color of my skin. They didn't ask me about where I come from. They just asked me to make a comment so it could gain attention to whom they wanted it to gain attention to. Right? They, somebody thinks they should Google me, laugh all the <laughs> time. Right? Right? And I never, I, 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 and the truth of the matter is, you're saying that you didn't know how passionate I was until you Google me. Wow, I wonder what kind of passion you saw. But do you see what I'm saying? And I, you have to look at this thing. We, we, we look at life like we're in a box and we're coloring within the lines of the box. Life, unfortunately, is not like that. Life is not like that. There are people, because of the systemic racism, we have caused generational poverty. Because you really judge somebody, not because of their contribution. I, I have to ask you that, America. I have to ask you that. I, have, I believe in you, and I believe there is good in you, but I still have to ask you, why now do you still continue to let these racist issues pervade? Why do you still let them perpetuate knowing in all honesty that it is none, it is baseless, Knowing in all honesty that it does not work. Knowing that the only way we're supposed to judge people is based on who they are, not because of what they look like, not definitely not the color of their skin. Why do we still continue to allow systemic racism to continue? Right. What's the, what country do you live in, Mr. Times, Trevor's Times? What country do you live in? Right? Let, listen to what I'm saying. Years ago, uh, I partnered with some folks to set up a shelter for human trafficking victims. We got a house and so on. And I needed to write a grant. I got a girl to write the grant. And they brought her to me, the people who were around me. They said she's the best grant writer. I don't care. Me being me, I don't care about color or skin color. I care about who can get the job done. I don't care about putting a white face on the face of my organization. I don't care. I care about who to get the job done. So I hired her on a project basis to help me write the grant. And she, in a way, she tried to tell me why I wasn't going to get the grant, but she didn't coach it in racial terms. I guess she felt like she thought that if she put it out there for me to see, then I would realize the reason I wouldn't get it is because I'm a black woman who owns property. And white people have issues with black people owning property. And even though they thought I owned the property, I was actually renting it. You know, I had my own house somewhere else. But the fact that it was a big house, (laughs) so I guess I brought them there to look at the house. And the way the, the white woman was acting when she came to inspect it,
0: you know,
1: after a while I began to see there is no merit to what she's doing It was I recognized it as just pure racism pure envy and racism that white thing that she should. because I knew her personally we had been friends we were friends when we were having coffee and she was living with her boyfriend but the minute that I engaged her and said ah oh, that's what you do listen I think I probably need a grant because I'm sitting up this shelter you got a house? yeah I thought everybody could do that. This systemic racism jumped out, and they did not give me the grant. Well, you know me by now. Who I, Do I look like a fool? Do I look like I'm going to take some foolishness? I complained to the head of our organization. They fired her. I'm like, don't play with me like that. I'm out here trying to provide shelter to people who are homeless. Are you going to go use some stupid thing like that? I called out the organization on its ear. They fired her.
0: Put somebody else in there who said, "Okay, hi." I said, "Hello." <laughs> okay. Do you see
1: where I'm coming from? Uh, you're in the heart of the UK. Uh, the, uh, oh, that's great. That's great. The Metropolitan Police in the UK—they're looking at reducing
0: trafficking. Absolutely. All. are trying to put a He has been the ruler of Russia. He's not the president of Russia. He has been the czar of Russia since, I don't know, like the 90s, when that was so delightful. Right? Vladimir Putin said this five years ago. He said that human trafficking is the number one crime in the world today. It has overtaken the trafficking of drugs. It has Uh, that they, the problem with human trafficking is that
1: children are being exploited and that is very troublesome for anybody right and the police naturally are very troubled by it it's not just in the UK it's everywhere police are, are literally they're finding ways to deal with it though that's all i can going to say they're, they are waking up to it and they're finding ways to deal with it so for every trafficker who is out there high They know who you are and they're coming. That's all I got to tell you. They know who you are. They find you, right? You think I'm joking. They know how. They just don't tell you. Especially the ones with letters. Right? The police just look. But the ones with letters, they're sitting right there looking at you and smiling. Right? Because we have this problem. Uh, Talking about homelessness, (laughs) You want to think that these, and I end on this the racial covenants created the problem of homelessness. I give you a case study San Francisco, California, right? When black men migrating west, Uh, they were coming from Texas and uh, Louisiana, and they were going west to California because they thought or they heard. California was more open. Turns out, California, whites in California were just as racist. They just didn't practice Jim Crow law. So, when blacks began migrating, there was a problem called redlining that prevented blacks from owning homes, even though they were working and they could afford it, prevented them from owning homes in certain neighborhoods. It's called redlining. In the poor neighborhoods where they could own homes, because there was inconsistency in employment opportunities, they couldn't hold on to those homes because the administrators of cities raised the property taxes that people could not pay. All of this was designed to keep blacks away from owning property. So, generationally, they didn't have inherited wealth to pass on to the next generation. Naturally, when people can't do better, they turn to a life of crime. So in turning to a life of crime, when they come out of jail, they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anywhere to go to. They don't have a home that their great-grandmama so had. So what happened to people was they ended up being homeless. That's why in San Francisco and other parts, you see a number of people of color who are homeless. That is what racism has done. You know who knows this, these facts? Professors of universities. Who have the data and who can find the data that links racism to generational poverty? They have the data and they're talking about it. They're not talking about whether or not you agree with it. It's immaterial. The fact is, it's a fact and it happened. They are bringing attention to it because if we don't stop it, do we really care about the country? People live here, right? And the people who live here have a right to be here. You brought them here. You enslaved them. So they have a right to be here. They, ens- they were enslaved, and they built the wealth of this country because America has been the number one economy in the world since 1871. What happened? What was happening in 1871? Slavery. Slaves were producing the wealth of America. Unpaid labor. We owe it to these descendants to bring this policy to an end. We owe it to bring the country into what it is striving to be, the city on a hill, the country of light, the country where the light shines in our hearts and makes us better. That's what we aim to do. Then we need to change this Across the country, developers, realtors, change it. Cities, change it. It's time. Let me read some comments from uh some of my viewers here on YouTube. Uh I, I was homeless and convinced uh, it was prioritized because in the because you're your right in the UK. UK.
0: Yeah, well that's part of it, it's everywhere else. That's, that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And now honor Ben Carson, a black man, who's president who's the secretary of housing. He's going to take away provisions that would keep marginalized people, who are primarily people of color, out of housing. He's just a face of wickedness. He doesn't like it tough. His role sitting there was to say, "Now nah, we can do better." Instead, he's going along with it and doing what he's told. And they're making it look like it's a black man who went after that. We got to stop this. This has got to stop. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. Thanks so much for all your comments. Mr. Trevor Symes, thank you. Join me again on Down to Earth. For more information, go to my website, HarrietKamek.com, as well as go to my other podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and support my podcast by making a donation on Anchor FM. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Be blessed.
0: Thank you for your participation this morning. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <sighs>